Welcome to the Thought Provokings Podcast. You can't make me at home when you make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I think laughter is the quickest way to our topic today. <laughs> That's true. Which is inner peace. Inner peace. Inner peace is our topic today. And I actually, do you think laughter is? I agree. So... That'll be it. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> <laughs> Go laugh. Let's meet again next week. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you. It's been great. So what's me, what makes you laugh? What makes me laugh? Good comedians make me laugh, but good um, comedians make me laugh. Good comedian um, are you? For me, comedian who have clean, clean language, you know, and um, yeah. I mean. Yeah, Mai is also um, from uh, a convent. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, but what makes me laugh? I mean, God, the moment makes me laugh. You know, authentic people make me laugh. Truly, authentic people make me laugh. I don't know why, but people who are just like completely themselves, I just crack up. I can just watch them and they crack up just because, I don't know. I don't know why. They just make me laugh. Good. Seems like they spark something good in you. Yeah, I guess so. If you want to make Daniel laugh, be yourself. There you go. There you go. That's the ticket. That's the big <laughs> ticket. Are you saying I'm not authentic? You make me laugh all the time. <laughs> Don't. Well, <laughs> you also have some really silly, like, grandma jokes, you know, that... <laughs> like, you, sometimes you have to be like, ah, oh, that was great. <laughs> you are mean. Well? You are mean. Well? What? Stop telling granny jokes. I'm not telling you any jokes ever again. <laughs> I'm kissing his shoulder. That's not going to get you any more jokes. So there's there's also many other things that bring me inner peace. Okay. One is just witnessing my breath. Hmm. That brings me very, very deep inner peace. And then as soon as the mind starts to float away into all the things about life, back to the breath. Peace. Another thing that brings me very, very deep peace is Yoga Fashista. Mm. It's a book that has 365 pages of the exact same message in different stories. And that's about the impermanence of life. And about the ability to be in equanimity and know that everything dies. And Anyways... So, do you think happiness and inner peace are the same thing? Yeah, I mean, when have you ever felt stressed out when you're happy? Um, I personally have never felt an inkling of stress when I'm happy. Well, I just think there's like super excited happy, which is happy, but it's not very peaceful, you know? 
It's very excited. It's very... But still, underneath all of that, there's this really deep space of peace. I don't know. I find. I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet about that. Well, actually, I can share that in the past, and, and sometimes I do it, you know, a lot now as well, is I'll get really, really, really excited about something, and I don't feel peaceful. I feel almost anxiety. It's like I'm wanting more and more and more. I'm wanting more and more and more and more of that happiness. So, yeah, I guess I agree with you on the fact that uh, happiness definitely can be linked to inner peace. I know that when you have inner peace, it triggers happiness. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. But the other way around, yeah, I, I think there can be, yeah, there can be happiness without awareness where. You can get overexcited and, and it can actually cause more anxiety, yeah. you know, because when it starts to fade, you know, hmm. everything is constantly coming and going, including our happiness. So when we're attached to the happiness and then it starts to fade, then, oh, where's the happiness? And you know, that can cause a lot of stress, and anxiety. Yeah. So, but what, uh, you seem very peaceful most of the time, so... Um, I think it's, um, I think it's a choice. It's a choice to look at things and say, I can react to it, but I don't have to. Mm. And it doesn't mean that I don't get reactive. I do at times, you know, but most of the time I can watch a situation and decide that I don't want to react to it or that I want to react in a certain way and then it comes from inner peace because it's not an auto reaction mm. you know it's a chosen reaction <coughs> mm. um, so yeah I think I think this is it it's the it's the decision to it's a decision really to be to in be that peaceful. place <laughs> to, be, to be peaceful to be um, yeah, to choose my, my reaction to whatever happens around me um, as much as I can. That's pretty much it. Well, everything that we're talking about today is actually linked to the, um, the fifth offering from Journey to a Brave New You on the Full Moon Rising website. Yeah. Uh, com slash B-N-Y. H I G H dot HTML. Long. You can just long go to fullmoonrising.co and click the top, scroll down. Yeah, that's going to take you just as long. So. Or go to that little button that says hi. <laughs> yeah. And click that. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, so on that site, we actually, I think there's only one laughter meditation, but we have put. A well, that's whole... because there are many, many different ways to reach inner peace. A lot of people need to release their rage. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So maybe laughter is not the first response that comes to them, you know? Yeah, there's, um, I mean, we've put a whole series of meditation techniques and, and different um, organizations and stuff that are doing work for inner peace. So you can check that out on our site. And then tell us, what is your way to... Find your inner peace and keep it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the one most ultimate beyond any 
happiness, book, meditation, anything is just to be in the present moment. Yeah. When I find I'm fully present in the moment, no matter what I'm experiencing, whether it could be anger, whether it could be, I don't know, whether it could be anything, it's, uh, there seems to be a deep level of inner peace underneath it. Well, if you're experiencing anger, you're probably not in the present moment. It, Maybe. I mean, maybe I've experienced something that's triggered from my past. Exactly. Because, you know, I mean, we're angry about things that happen, and we're scared of things that we don't know, or that mm-hmm. hasn't happened, so mm-hmm. that'll be the past and the future. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, you're already there. So, if you're not angry, you're not scared. But you could be in the present moment, reacting to a thought about the then past. you're not in the present moment darling yeah, can't spin can. it around yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. but anyways yeah i mean I, I i just find being present i mean there's there's many different ways that you can spin it but yeah you know being fully present with you know when i'm playing guitar or when i'm singing or being fully present when i'm writing and you know, a lot of the times, the tendency of my mind is to start thinking about, you know, I'll be in the middle of, of playing guitar and I'll start thinking about what my next show is going to be like, or I'll start thinking about what the crowd response is going to be to the song, or I'll start thinking about what your response is going to be to the song, or I'll start thinking about what I can change in the song. And I, I find the deepest moments of, of deep inner peace are when I just completely let go and become yeah. an instrument of that song. Yeah, I mean, definitely being present in the moment, uh, not thinking about stuff that needs to be done, yeah. things I could have said, could have, could have, should have, you know, would have, um, all the needs and the wants and the, you know, just just be with what you are doing. You're eating. You're you're with your friends. You're in a conversation on the phone. You're, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, just just be with it. Yeah, and I think I think there's ways to remedy the constant mind blabber that is constantly increasing because of all the information that we're exposed to these days. And I think there's ways that we can do it is actually taking focused time during our day or a week or whatever it is and actually spending time thinking about those edits or thinking about that future life that you want and, and planning it out. But, you know, setting yourself up so that you have as much time to be present with what you're doing and all of the planning is done at a certain time, you know, or else I find a lot with myself, if I don't do that, that I spend a lot of my time during the day thinking about it, thinking about yeah. what my plans are with whatever it is that I'm doing. And, you know, this truly takes away from, from peace for me. And also it distracts you from what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So. I think organization is actually, for me, is a very good way for inner peace um, to be organized. Well, I think for most people, it's just a different ways to be organized, you know? Yeah, I guess. Like, I know for you, having a schedule, like a, you know, a tight schedule works well, you know? If you know that between two and four, you're playing guitar, then it's good for you. For me, like knowing that I have to do A, B, and C during the day is enough. I don't feel the need to schedule it with an actual time unless it involves other people. But how much does it get done? Does it always get done? As much as I can because I am actually being present with what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And I I find that uh, scheduling 
Sometimes it does get done in that way, but I also have to leave myself flexibility for what could possibly arise in the moment. Uh, so I have to be careful, very careful with my moments and what distracts me and what uh, you know pulls my energy away from what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of things out there, and one of them is this Facebook. <laughs> you can waste your whole day. Yeah. On Facebook. Yep. Yes, you can. Every day. And actually, almost feel fulfilled in some strange cosmic technological way. Yeah, I think. But um, it's empty at the end of it. Like it's like you feel filled in that moment, but it to me it it it, it carries an emptiness with it. It definitely derails my peace because <laughs> <laughs> it's the more and more and more thing. So what is um, what's your favorite meditation? Vipassana. I think I've probably mentioned that in every single podcast. <laughs> Good. You're persistent. Yeah. Even though I haven't been able to practice as much as I like at this particular mm -hmm. time, but like I like I talked about in the last um, conversation we had, um, that I've started integrating it more into a moment-to-moment -moment basis. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of sitting down for half hour, hour, whatever it is, closing my eyes and, and, and doing it, I'm, I'm being aware more during the day and checking in and bringing myself back to, to the practice. But I do feel that I need, I need a good half hour a day right now. Yeah. Hmm. I think, um, I mean, I find Vipassana to be a very masculine meditation. Yeah, we've talked about that before as well. Yeah. Um, I think for me, there's a, I really like the Theta vibration. Mm. I find that it really does, um, it calms my body down for sure. Mm. I think it's the best vibration vibration that I've worked with by Dr. Jeffrey Thompson. Mm -hmm. um, it's fantastic. And uh, apart from that, I think uh, I think my favorite thing is just to put on classical music and let my body move. Mm. Mm. And that is really, um, I think it stimulates every molecule in my body mm. just comes to life mm. there's so much being said without any words you know it's just and I don't even hear it at some point I'm just gone mm. which is my favorite thing about it because I I can't I can't listen. To, I don't listen to the music. I don't hear it at some point. So can you recommend some pieces that people can listen to? No, because I think that's a very, very personal thing. And I think that for me, it changes with every day. Well, but I like everything is personal. I mean, no, everything that we're sharing here is personal, but you course, never know who it's going to reach. I mean, Of course. But if I say, oh, go do it with Bob. And it's somebody that will, you know, relate so much better to, yeah, but you know, handle. Not, I mean, <laughs> taking away the opportunity to resonate with something that resonates with you seems a little bit, uh, it's a little bit daunting to me, to be perfectly honest. Like, 
uh, it's like I don't want to share because you might not resonate with it. It's no, like it's more of because I really feel because classical music is not something that people normally listen to, hmm. and I do feel that people need to experiment with it hmm. to find what speaks to them because there there are so many different styles of classical music, hmm. and there's so many and every composer has their own unique style and the instrument that they like more that are more dominant or less okay dominant. so so then that would maybe be a good way to share it i mean because you know a lot about classical music so maybe you can just give maybe three different composers that have this style or that this is dominant in that style or i don't know i really feel that people need to to go i mean it's so easy to find you know uh, classical music online today and just listen to it. Close your eyes and listen and see how your body just responds to it. Does it m- want to move? Does it want to, mm. you know? Um, and my, my absolute favorite piece, which I actually don't use to meditate with, I used to cook with, mm. um, is, is Bach. Mm. It's, um, it's called Air for G-String. G um, and it's a, it's a fairly short piece. Few minutes. It's a very popular piece. It's, uh, it's, it's a very known piece, for sure. It's not the four, the Vivaldi Four Seasons, but uh, pretty but close. It's, but it's no, <laughs> but, but it's but it's a well-known piece. Mm. Uh, I like Bach because he's for me very diverse. It's like there are different lines and they come back from different places in the music at different times, but it's the same lines coming back differently. Mm. So I find that fascinating, but. But I really feel that people need to just, you know, look for Beethoven or Bach or Mozart or Handel or Mendelssohn or, you know, there's so many. Uh, and just see what your body responds to, hmm. you know. It's even... Um, um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Oh, it's even like like the you know the the vibrational music. Mm. I love the theta vibration. Um, I know that you didn't like it so much, but you really enjoy the gamma. Right? Yeah, the reason I don't like the theta vibration is because it's uh, it's musical. So it it brings me into the music, and with the vibration, um, at least when I'm working with vibrational tones, uh, I want it to just be steady. Mm. You know. And um, the Teta is very... The one that you have, the Teta yeah. frequency you have, is, is like musical. So I prefer to work with uh, with Gamma. Okay. And Delta when I go to sleep. Um, delta meditation is what you want. De- delta vibration is what you want when you go to sleep. Mm. That's mm-hmm. a sleeping vibration. Um, alpha is the creativity vibration. Hmm, I've never worked with Alpha before. That can be fixed. Gamma is supposed to be the one that, um, I don't know, it's actually supposed to be for meditation and at least that's what it says. Meditation and for... Um, I've never really explored again, so I'm not aware of it. Hmm. Yeah, just opening creativity, growing, breaking through changes, things like that. Hmm. It's supposed to be like a growth frequency. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. you know, I, I like um, like my favorite meditation is actually a dance meditation, but really, um, we we went to the Osho 
um, yeah. Osho place in um, in Pune. Mm. And I have to say that I didn't find the dynamic, even though it's movement meditation. So I was really looking forward to you know experimenting with it. I didn't find it as as helpful um, as just letting my body do what it wants. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know a lot of people that have benefited greatly from this meditation. Mm. It's actually on the page. Um, I'll show dynamic meditation. Um, it's a very interesting concept uh, where you have to, you scream for, for 20 minutes, you laugh for 20 minutes, you um, jump, up and down. jump up and down, and what else, or something dance. else. And you dance. And then for, you lay. Yeah. And you lay on your back. And I think it's 15-minute segments. Um, but yeah, Osho Dynamic was really dynamic for me. <laughs> I didn't keep up with it. Um, actually, I, the only reason I didn't keep up with it is just because of the, um, the energy it takes to do the meditation. Well, that's you know, the idea. It wants you to release. Yeah, I know. And... Uh, having the space to do it. I mean, you want to yell as loud as you can yell and Mm. laugh as loud as you can laugh. And, you know, at 6 o'clock in the morning, the time that I want to do these meditations, it's not always quite feasible to do that type of meditation. So, But I truly recommend going and experiencing it. You know, there's Osho centers all over the world experiencing that meditation. It was... Yeah. It was pretty profound. It was very interesting. I mean, I, I was really looking forward... Uh, to that particular meditation and I was yeah a bit surprised a bit disappointed yeah it's because you need to share the next level of meditations I don't know what's the next level of meditation is you know I just know what my next body wants to do next level of meditation is is just we are meditation I think Every moment we're in a meditative state, we don't need it anymore because we're just so present. I mean, that's all that I practice meditation for is to, I mean, there's certain things that I relax to, completely mm-hmm. relax to, yeah. and that's totally different from the other meditations, which is the concentration meditations. Yeah. You know, both I, of I them work that, hand that in hand. I think that's something important to talk about, that there's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the meditation, because they have different. Um, uh, the goal of it is different. Yeah, it's like, like there's the observer meditations, you know. There's the concentration meditations. There's the there's, senses, like when you feel stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there's, there's so many, so different, many things. different things. And um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting. I think a lot of people are very scared of it. Because they think they have and to confused. go into. They don't yeah. know what do I do to meditate. You know, that's right. a question. How do I, I get, get to lot. emptiness? How do I how do I meditate? Well, I mean, honestly, I, I think the you know one way is, but this is for concentration, is to just follow your breath. Well, that's one thing. It's depending on what you want to reach. Exactly. And it's but, a it's a good place to start. If you manage to follow your breath, then you do reach a place of emptiness. You yeah. can. If you do it long enough, you can reach a place of emptiness. And you can reach a place of presence and fullness. Yeah. It can work as both, if we want to use the terms masculine and feminine here, it can work for both. Yeah. You know? Uh, just to follow your breath. Yeah. And then, 
same thing about if it's movement meditation. I mean, you know, a lot of people use guided imagination tapes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they reach the end of the tape, they wake up and go like, oh, I slept through it. I didn't mm -hmm. meditate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People, if you woke up at the end of your meditation, you meditated. Your mind was alert. It heard the command to wake up mm. and it woke you up. That is clear. I know, but but how can you, how do you know without, you know, without being linked up to an EEG machine or something like that, how do you know that the person didn't fall into some sort of a sleep pattern? Because I do these meditations all the time and I'm gone from the moment the thing starts until the end. I don't remember anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't go anywhere. I wasn't conscious, aware at all. And then I come out right at the end. So your subconscious mind is very much alert, listening, following the command that it's getting. Hmm. Which the conscious mind just goes away. Exactly. And this mm. is it. It's the blabber in your brain that goes away. Because your subconscious mind hears the command to go into deep, deep relaxation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It follows everything in between. And then at the end, it hears the command to come out of your meditation and wake up again and mm. stretch. Mm. And funny enough, that's exactly what you do. So you don't have to remember you know, I mean, we remember such a tiny, tiny percentage of everything that our, you know, brain uh, receives, mm -hmm. you know, through our eyes, ears, uh, nose, you know, body, you know. But we remember such a tiny, tiny little fragment of it. Mm. But it's all there. It's all there and it's all accessible. It's just we don't know how to access it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's enough chatter about inner peace. Yeah? You want to own? No? I just want to breathe. We can do that. Share the love. Always. So have a beautiful day. Thank you for joining us in this conversation. We're looking forward to reading what brings you inner peace, how you keep your inner peace, what's your favorite meditation. If you want to share it so maybe other can try it. Yes, please. I am very happy to share with you on that page my favorite um, energetic protection, which is an energetic cocoon, which is also actually a color meditation hmm. so you're welcome to check it out yeah I was never able to do that one but I've always wanted to it takes it. a lot of focus to do that meditation a lot of focus I just have to remember the colors yeah that's it anyways we wish you tons of peace and and love laughter and, and love, love. <laughs> and uh, and a yeah. wonderful wonderful week Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.